Welcome back to our show. This is episode three with the Golfers Who Dad podcast. In this episode, Trevor shares his recent tournament experience with Junior PGA. We talk about our kids' sleeping habits, and we set up a new golf challenge you're going to enjoy. You're listening to the Birdie Dad podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor. Hey guys, what's going on? Not much. Excited to talk to you again today. Good to be back. Good to be back. Episode three. We made yeah. it. Watch Maybe. out. Maybe. Everyone's <laughs> new. We're here. Hey, we made it. I got to tell you guys a uh, quick story. It's not golf related, but I got to tell you, my wife wants me to suffer. And I need to know if you guys have ever had this. So this week, raising a two-year-old, she... My wife had had her wits end, at her wits end with my daughter sleeping. And so she says, hey, you're on sleep duty tonight. I don't know what you guys do with your kids, but I, I just never do sleep duty. Like I'm talking when they actually are asleep. I don't, do you guys do with that or, or no? Go ahead. Take that one, Brian. You're closer than I am. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm like right in the middle. So how old's your daughter again? You said, you said just She's turned two. She just turned two. two. So, um, I should know that Jared, I apologize Two two years old. Um, so I have like two and a half and, um, four and a half. So I got about six months out of you on each of those. Um, it depends on which one gets up to be honest. Um, sometimes there's nothing that I can do to help the two and a half year old just cause he had a nightmare. He just wants mom. Right. Um, but the four and a half year old, a little more reason. Um, yeah, I get up. So, um, I've started well, to, but for the first, so that's like, the thing is like my daughter's two. And I always felt like there's not much I could do. And this week, my wife had had enough. She's like, you are on nighttime duty. <laughs> yeah, it gets I, to that point, Jared. It does get to that yeah, point. Yeah. And yeah. well, here's the thing is that, so I take over and I take over on a Monday because she had enough on Sunday and that was it, like breaking point. So Monday I take over and my daughter never sleeps through the night. I swear to you, five nights in a row, she slept through the night. On my nights, my first five nights, did not do anything different, just just went with it. And it's all your fault, right? It's all your fault. It's all my fault. Well, no. And then on Saturday, <laughs> I wake up, and and I'm like, I look at my wife, and I'm like, hey, you, you know, great week, great week. And she just stares at me, and I was like, what's up? And she goes, I want you to have to get up in the middle of the night. And I said, I've been doing this all week. And she goes, no, she didn't wake up at all. And my wife truly wants me to suffer. And that's what I said to her. I go, I don't get that. You're, you're not happy because she slept all week. So I don't know if you guys ever deal with that, but all week she wanted me to suffer. Um, I, so I'll go back. I think Trevor and I had like a, a side conversation a couple years ago about this. Um, well, kind of a separate thing, but it, it's basically like when you're at home alone with kids, Versus when you're there with uh, your significant other, um, you know, how do your kids act? Like, are they better? Are they worse? And it seems like whenever my wife's out of the picture, my boys get in line. They're just, you know, everything goes smooth. Oh, and it's almost, it's, it's almost easier, right? Brian, Sarah's going to be listening to this. I know, know right? I know. I'm, I'm, throwing, I'm throwing out a couple nights on the couch here is what I'm doing. But <laughs> <laughs> at the same time... Um, it's just a different, like, 
they're just different with different parents, right? And so um, Trevor kind of gave me this uh, speech. He's like, you know, when you're with them, uh, you get to raise them how you want to raise them. <laughs> you don't have to check with anybody. So um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's good advice, Trevor. I like that. Um, but but we we react like as dads, we react differently than moms do. Like, you know, moms just want to be there. They they get that natural reaction when they hear a baby cry to jump up and attend to the baby, right? That's just kind of how they've always been, I guess. I don't know. At least that's how my wife's always been. And, um, you know, I'm not like I, I, I can sleep through a crying baby, <laughs> learn that yeah. early on. Right. And, um, and it really takes, you know, some kind of like, you know, thud or like deep sound. That's like a home invasion. And that's when I react to it. So, yeah. Um, and so the night that in my house, when she finally did wake up, I swear my wife was happier the next day. She gave me that look like, yeah, you had to get up. <laughs> and, uh, and then it was like, all right, I get it. I get it. But I, apparently I'm still on sleep duty, though. They didn't get me off a week. I'm still on it indefinitely. I don't, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, it's been a while since I've been in the two phase, but I feel like everything's kind of comes in waves, you know, in phases. So, you know, I, I remember back to my youngest having a thumb sucking issue, too. And that was just like, we couldn't do anything to break it. And then all of a sudden she decided she was over it and she just, you know, stopped it. So, you know, it's just a matter of like, I think keeping them busy throughout the day, right? You know, helps with the sleep thing. So, and then like Brian said, you know, if, if you don't react to it as much, then maybe they're not going to be willing to, you know, get out of their bed as much, maybe. Um, and then there's also the other thing of, you know, if they're in a day bed versus a, a crib. I know we got ours out of the uh, the crib pretty early, and um, they took full advantage of that early on to get out and kind of move out. And I remember just the first time like overreacting to them kind of getting out and just like putting like the fear of death in them, you know, like when they got out the first time. <laughs> so so yeah, I think, yeah. I think it sunk in a little bit and uh, I don't know. We've just been lucky with ours. Ours sleep pretty well and we have other issues that we're dealing with, but you know, sleep has not been one of them, fortunately. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Sleep is tough around this house. So we look at each other and go, what the heck? But and I know this podcast, we're going to help a lot of parents out this naturally. So through our trials and errors, uh, but we didn't, I didn't do anything different. That's, that's the thing. I think you guys are right. I just really, maybe she uh, just didn't pay a lot of attention to it. Didn't get up and draw a lot of attention to the crying and, and that helped. So I'll, I'll keep you updated how this goes. So when you say you're on sleep duty, how, how did that go down? What did that look like for you? Was that just like you had the monitor by your side of the bed versus um, Oh, yeah. Wife, I moved the monitor, everything. Yeah, monitor got totally relocated to my side. I mean, that was like, that. that, that is like the line in the sand is where the monitor lies. <laughs> Whose side of the bed it's on? So Is she so in a crib still, Jared, or is she like in a day bed, kind of like in a little kid bed? Uh, she's in a crib still, yeah. I mean, I'm terrified to put her in a day bed or a toddler bed because I think she'd be up and at it. Yeah, know, like you're saying. Are, are you sure you just didn't turn the volume down on the monitor to like zero? Because that's, <laughs> hey, a, that, that's in my trick. mind. She slept all night, so <laughs> if, if whatever it works, she slept all night. I was good five nights straight. And that was like a, a personal record. That was a PR in this house. Yeah, yeah. So I just just had a conversation with my wife that actually on Saturday, so a couple days ago, about removing the monitor from our two and a half year old room, like completely. Oh. Cause, um, we have that thing, like she gets annoyed, like with little sounds or whatever, you know? And so, um, she turns it all the way, like almost all the way down on volume. So I'm like, what's the point? Like, like you just wake up and check on them, <laughs> like here and there, check the temperature in the room, 
Like, let's just, let's just let it go and, and see what happens. And that's the next step. That's when you're like, okay, um, you know, they really have to be seriously screaming for them to wake you up. Otherwise, yeah, I, they, I agree. they, they I can mean, kind of soothe themselves a little bit. When you're under that, like one year, that temperature is, you know, it's pretty important. I live in, you know, it's really hot down here. So we, we check the temperature. You don't want to get too hot. And in the winter, you don't want to get too cold in there. So that matters. But now like two plus, they can tell you, they'll, they'll tell you they're cold or they're hot or just screen their head off till you come in there. It, so talking parents and and kids, Trev, you had an interesting weekend with your your daughters, right? Yeah, we actually had like a parent junior event at our in our um, local golf course, and so we signed up. And uh, yeah, it was a nine hole scramble for my kids' age range, and so I teamed up with my oldest daughter, and my wife teamed up with our youngest, and um, they were actually in the division below us at the youngest group, but uh, we played together as a family, and uh, yeah, so that was it was fun. So what what's the rule set up on this? You got a two person scramble. I mean, you're you're doing what nine holes? And what what what's the rules look like? Yeah, so nine holes. Um, they basically say each player, um, both kid and parent, have to have four um, drives uh, in the round. So it ends up being math wise, one's going to have five, one's going to have four, and so um, you have to be able to um, you know use that strategically. You know, you're probably going to use your your kids' par three shots. You know, mostly. And then uh, you par fives, you're probably going to end up using the parents, you know, so it kind of, that comes into play a little bit. Yeah. I I mean, I have a lot of questions. I know we got a lot of people that want to enter these tournaments with kids. This is the first one I've heard that you enter with your kid. I mean, I'm not really on the junior golf, you know, up and up, but. Yeah. yeah. So so Trevor, your dad's been playing a little bit of junior golf, your oldest, right? For a while or is it, right? Yeah. It's not our first tournament, right? And this is the first tournament we played like parent dad scramble, uh, which was awesome. I mean, yeah, no, junior, junior dad scramble, which was awesome. She's played a couple like local, um, junior golf association tournaments, you know, and then also there's a PGA junior league, uh, function that goes every summer, which is basically teaming up with two other teammates to do a scramble for nine holes. So she's, she's done some, you know, um, tournament type golf before, but this is the first event for both her and I to play together. So it was kind of fun. So how much strategy are you, are you talking with her? I mean, when you're talking switching off drives, do you coach her up a little bit or did you just kind of let her play? Um, it was super hot out when we played and uh, she started, we, we had a bunch of water, but she started melting on like three or third or fourth hole. And by melting, I mean, just like not even really paying attention. You know, she was kind of, <laughs> she was off picking weeds and, you know, left field basically. But um, <laughs> so so I kind of looked at her and just kind of like, I kind of lied to her because I didn't know where we were in the scoring, but I just said, Hey, we're, we're in this. Let's, uh, you know, we have a chance to, to take this thing down. Let's, let's do this. And she had no, she had no reference, right? We weren't playing against other folks. It was just her sister and her mom who were like shanking shots left and right. So she didn't, <laughs> she, she didn't have any like, you know, reference points. So I kind of had to tell her like, Hey, this is against other people, you know, let's get into this. And so, so you were I with your what? you guys were in the foursome, your wife and your, your other daughter were in the same group. Yeah, and they were playing together as a twosome, but they were in a different um, bracket because my daughter's uh, six, and so they had an eight and under, and then a nine and 11. My daughter's nine, so um, we were in a different bracket, but they let us play together since we were family and everything. So that, I could see that going one of two ways. Like the four of you walk out with some theme song, just pumping and just pure intimidation to everyone else. Like, we got this. <laughs> yeah, just there were a few families. Like, ready to go. 
Or it goes the other way and you're you're on hole six and your wife's looking at you like, well, this is fun because, you know, the kid's out rolling around down the, down the, off into the bunkers playing and she's like screaming to keep the kids on, on pace. And, you know, that's I how know. it went. I got to know, were you guys matching outfits or no? Like, uh, uh, so I, I wore a similar green shirt than, than my daughter as, um, tried to keep it similar, but it wasn't the exact same. And then. Yeah, no. The the my my wife's kind of new to golf, and my youngest doesn't play a ton, so the options were pr- pretty limited. So they were not matching at all. Nice. So so big question. Six year old, obviously kind of in and out of it, right? How, a, how did you guys do? And B, how did you keep them involved for nine holes? Because yeah. you know, I mean, that's that that's that's a long time. Yeah, <laughs> my wife's two hours. Nine holes. <laughs> I know for that's, concentration. Yeah, we can do a whole lot of episodes on this, uh, but this has been like a you know six year work in progress for nine holes. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I started out with iPads and the uh, the golf cart just so dad can play. But once they started getting a little older, you know, I I just kind of like you know give them little teasers here, you know, like have them name the holes, you know, kind of have them get nine holes that they felt comfortable with, you know, whether it was them playing or just them picking out something on the hole that they liked or you know rolling down a certain hill, that sort of thing. So. It wasn't like, it wasn't playing holes, you know, it was just like getting to another hole to kind of see what you could do that's fun. And so that, and then it kind of morphed into like, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen this hole before. I'm not going to go roll down a hill this time. Might as well try to hit one. Right. (laughs) So, yeah. So this has been like a, you know, six year culmination of, you know, (laughs) trying to get the whole family to play nine holes, which was probably the first for all of us playing scoring, a scoring round, you know? So how did you guys do yeah, yeah, I gotta know. Oh yeah. So actually, my daughter and I, we won our nine and nine to eleven division. We shot a uh, thirty-four um, out of thirty-six, which was awesome. And we actually tied with another uh, uh, pair, and we birdied the last two holes. So we actually had the tiebreaker. So we got the trophy. It was pretty fun. Oh wow, that's awesome. I, I expect nothing less from your family, Trevor. Yeah, I really expect a theme song now, though. An outro yeah. song and a walk-off song for you guys. Yeah, we need a little, a few steps at the club, and then uh, a Rocky song in the background. Yeah, absolutely. I could see that. So, does this was this a? It was you're the champion. Do you get to go on to any next level, or or is this it? Like this was just a one-time tournament. Um, a one-time tournament, but the turnout was great. I mean, I think they had like maybe 80 folks play total last year, and they said they had 128 this year. So wow. I mean, the, the spike in just junior golf and just golf in general. I mean, you've, you guys have all seen it in your courses. Um, you know, there's just an influx of new golfers and just golf in general with after COVID so or during COVID. Um, so yeah, no, it was a huge turnout. So the, the pros are already all saying that they're going to do a couple different events next year to kind of keep 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 going with this momentum. I like it. Yeah. Our, our course offers a, a junior membership. That's uh, pretty awesome. And, and, um, last time I went out with two buddies, so there's three of us and we got paired up with one of the junior guys and, um, just awesome kid and it was fun to see him. And so I'll have to try to get him on here. I know his dad, um, but just to see how, how he got into golf and stuff like that. Cause, um, he, he loves the game. He's on the high school golf team, great golfer, great attitude towards everything. So, um, yeah, it's impressive to see the, those young guys out there just just enjoying golf. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's awesome. I've played. I've definitely played with my share of randoms, and not that your wife and your other daughter are random, but you know, you get the guys in your group that are just like you're saying, distracted all over the place. 
I'm, I'm, I'm curious what that did to your game. And sound, you guys did great, but sometimes you get matched up with somebody that's like ultra competitive and it might escalate a little bit, but it sounds like you guys kept it loose and relaxed and took it yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think, you know, for four hours, they just kind of blocked out tea times at this course just because they knew there was going to be a parent junior thing. And there's all sorts of signage over the course. So everyone that walks the course or tries to get on that day is, you know, is going to know that you're going to have six through, you know, 14 year olds, you know, slowing down the pace of play. I think it probably took us three hours to play nine holes because we were getting backed up with, you know, every hole, even though you're only teeing off from, you know, 160 on par five, on par fours, basically, you know, you're just, you're just waiting on everyone to kind of scramble around the greens and hit their chips and putts and everything. So it's not a fast round by any means, but I don't think anybody had any expectations that it was going to be a quick round that day. So it kept yeah. it kind of light and fun. Yeah, exactly. I could see definitely a lot of learning for your, your, both of your daughters there. I mean, I, I never had that chance to play in something like that at that age. I think that that's uh, that's a huge advantage. Huge yeah, game no. yeah, I think it was big. Um, you know, we didn't know the results, so we went and grabbed a bite to eat. And then my, my daughter, she knew we were kind of tied. And so, and there were a few other groups to come in. So she wanted to go back after dinner to go check. And when she did, they let her know and they gave her she won this like junior like golf bag from Jones Golf, and then um, a little like placard thing, and then her her name goes on, um, or our name goes on this uh, little trophy thing for all the different flights. So she was super pumped. She she took her little like you know crystal trophy thing and put it in her room and, and kind of slept with it next to her bed all night. So it was it was pretty fun. She was she was pretty excited. It's a good sign, Trevor. She likes to win. She likes trophies. Oh yeah, yeah. If you throw a trophy out there, I think she's in on it. So. That's good. <laughs> hey, okay. So you're on there scoring rules. I mean, you got to hold out every time, right? Everyone, yep. your daughters included. Oh yeah. Yep. Can't. Yep. We had to all the way till the hole. So I, I'm guessing you guys kept it pretty legit with the four family members in the group. I mean, you got an honor system there. Oh yeah. I was keeping track for all of us. And, uh, you know, they basically asked me if I was comfortable doing, you know, scores for my whole family just to keep it. So we're all comfortable. And I, you know, that, I think they know me. I play enough rounds out there. I'm not, I'm not malicious or anything. I'm not trying to sandbag it or anything. So definitely <laughs> kept it, kept it legit for sure. So no gimmies, Trevor. No gimmies. No, no gimmies. No, no, no gimmies. You know, I played this weekend. Brian, you said you played this weekend. And when you talk yes. about the gimmies, you, did you hear a little bit of? Uh, it's good. Did you hear that? Oh uh, yes. I like it, it's. I mean, I guess you got to read your group, right? You know, what is the intent of the golf round? Is it to score? Is it to post? Or is it just to go drink on a golf course, right? So um, I probably had about three different experiences with that. So um, first one was just all about the drinking on the golf course, having a great time, sunny day, doing that kind of stuff. So yeah, there was a lot of, that's good. <laughs> and it might have been about 12 feet out. But hey, you know, it's, um, you know, that the intent, the intent was not to, to post your score, right? Um, and then I played a game with, uh, some competitive guys that, um, you know, we were playing a game, we were playing wolf. And so, um, you know, it, it was, it, it was a lot of prove it type stuff, but if, you know, the, the point had already been made, you know, or something like that on, on a hold and, um, that seemed to increase the, the, that's good <laughs> or, you know, um, it, if the point hadn't been made, it's the reverse, right? Like it's it's like, whoa, that's a that's a two foot putt. Let me see that, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, I mean, how many gimmies are in a round when you're playing with your buddies? What do you think? What do you guys think? How many gimmies you are you hearing in a, just a regular round? 
Oh man, that's uh, yeah. I would say probably again. It's like what Brian says. If you're a money game, you know, it's not going to be as as free. But I would I would say probably like greater than two foot like gimmies. Probably probably say five to six around. I don't yeah, know, I'd Brian. Say, what, I, Brian, what I'd do say you that, think? I that's right in there. Like like maybe more. It just depends on. Um, I guess how far out. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, this, the general rule of thumb for, for gimmies that I've played with, you know, this whole time is, has been within the putter. Right. So those are for sure. And then if people get a little tipsy, it might get a little more generous. Within the putter <laughs> or within the, uh, I always played like inside within the leather. Inside within the, the leather. leather right? Yeah. Sure. Sorry. Leather. Yeah. I guess that's okay. what I meant. Yeah. I mean, like yeah, the, the, metal, the metal of the, of the putter, but I mean, you can just get a longer putter, I guess. Right. Well, we always we all play with those guys that it's within the putter, or maybe even a few inches out. You know, even like oh, they just kind of eyeball it and they look at you and hey, it's good. Yeah, yeah. good, I, good, good. Get that one a lot. Good, good. 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 Yeah, it's yeah. good, 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 good. That that's that's the reliever. That's the one where it's like, ah, eh, yeah. If you give me, I'll give you. You know, and and then we don't have to have this agony of missing the putt. The other one that's kind of common with with my group of friends has always been. Um, you know, it's not necessarily a gimme, but you're, you're kind of taking it yourself. So you just kind of do the half ass oh. one, one arm, you know, one foot type putt. And it's like, oh yeah, that would have been good. If, that would have been I, good. If I would have just lined it up, right? That's the, yeah. I, there's the, that would have been good. Or, or how about like just the straight pickup? Like, ah, like it's not even a, like nobody gave it to you. I've seen no share of those. It's just like, just give me grab this. You mean like within like triple bogey, like you're saying grab it, like it's a five, you're going to take it anyways, you just grab it? Is that what you're saying? Uh, not, you I mean, that? maybe not a five. It's pretty, it's got to be pretty high up the scorecard to take those, right? I mean, yeah. You got to be, you got to be triple, triple bogey or higher, I think. In yeah. Order I think like, if you're going to, you're, you're giving up it. on the hole. You're giving up yeah. on the hole. Yeah. You, you got to, you got to be a triple in grabbing that, that thing. If you're, if you're grabbing it on a double bogey, I, I need you to putt that. Like I need you to get the full triple. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't play a lot of cash games either, but I, I kind of want you to put that in, you know, so or at least make it. Back. So Jared, you're kind of like your wife. You want your opponents to suffer, basically. <laughs> I do. I, I do. That's right. I do want them to suffer a little bit. I mean, <laughs> what about? I, I want to go. What about the one where you're like, oh, that would have been good? Because I've seen a lot of guys pick those up, and it's only like a double or, you know, it's a, I've seen. You know, you might see a guy miss a par putt, and he's so frustrated he picks it up. Like okay, oh yeah yeah or or there's the the pity that's good right there's the <laughs> there's the all right you're like you 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 missed the short three footer that, that yeah no that that one that one counted that's fine oh especially <laughs> when it rolls like when you're putting downhill and the guy sails it six feet past <laughs> yeah you're like that's good get in the cart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, think, I think that's that's part of it right like part of it's pace of play like if, if you're if you're doing good right then you sh- you can you can take the time to line up your putt and get it done right but if you're falling behind you're playing with someone that's not just not good and just has been losing balls all day and you know you're at a club where they expect you to play in three and a half hours it's like yeah there's a lot more that's good I think coming from my mouth at that point. So she's like, let's just go. <laughs> right? We gotta, we gotta pick up the pace. So I, I think there's, there's a couple different factors, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's an interesting, you know, casual versus tournament play, right? Like, is it gonna really impact your game that much? Right. Well, I mean, but if we were playing basketball and I get a fast break on you guys and I miss my layup, 
I don't get to say like, oh, that would have went in. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, yes. you gotta go in. I gotta get it in. It doesn't count because you're bringing me. You might be chasing down and knock it out of the hands or whatever. I mean, you're not yeah. giving me a free layup. I don't just like pick up the ball at half court and be like, ah, oh, I had a layup. But but then on that same analogy, Jared, you've got teammates that are there to rebound the ball if you miss, right? Like it's you still have potential for points. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm with you, Jared. I think yeah. It's got to be, it's got to be into the hole, right? You know, yeah. because you like, if you're tr- tr- truly trying to post a score, you know, you got to know your true score. It can go the other way too. You know, if you're like, you know, your, your partner's up winning, you know, they got a par or something and you need to hit this, you know, for a score, then you're just, you're four feet out and you just kind of whiff it, you know? And then you're like, oh, I got a five, you know, whatever. You well, know, how many times? Other way too. Yeah. At the end of a round, how many times you might, I mean, this happens to me a lot. I'll lose to one of the partners by like one or two. And I got to think back to like hole six or seven when he picked up. And I'm like, wait a minute. That was like a three foot gimme right there. You know, it, it could come back around later. I never know. So, and, yeah, and the other you're, thing, you're, you're the cheap dad too. You don't want to buy that beer if you're thinking about that gimme, that three foot no, gimme. No, on, I don't on care for that quarter hole. <laughs> I don't want to give that quarter up. Not a, that's a free quarter right there. So, <laughs> when we're talking about it and, and, these gimmies, I mean, I've seen, you've seen gimmies three, four feet, like we said. And sometimes, I mean, I never give a gimme on a, on a birdie or part, right? We're never given. Oh, never. I mean, yeah. Only if it was like maybe two inches away. And like you said, pace of play guy chips up and it's two inches away and it's a par, you might knock it away. All right. I'll knock that back to you. But mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen some, some pretty, pretty generous gimmies in my time. And if you're saying I'm a, I'm a shoot at 85, but I'm taking five gimmies in a round. I don't know. No. I, I agree with that. I think on the posting side, you know, it's you don't want to be as like a gimme though. Like, like let's say you shoot an 85, right? And you had five gimmies. Let's say you would have missed 50% of that. So that's another two strokes to your score that you would have added on. That means your handicap would have gone up, right? Any kind of tournament play um, that actually might benefit you, right? Because you enter with a higher handicap than if you take the gimmies. So, um, huh? I don't so know. You're saying I, to be a better tournament player, don't take the gimme. Take the pop. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just just po- post your score because because I, I think a lot of this, a lot of the, you know the scores that we see out there where guys are like, oh yeah, I shot a shot a seventy nine. But you're right, he had probably <laughs> like six gimmies. Four that he five took, gimmies. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so, and so it's like, if you're going to be true to your game or you're not going to be true to the game, I think it's just, it's just all about your own, you know, it's, it's, it's what golf's all about. It's the ethics, right? It's, it's a, it's a gentleman's game. Yeah. Love and hate that dude. So we got a challenge. Let's, let's lay out the challenge then. Okay. Your next round before one of our next episodes, no gimmies. Call it out. No gimmies. For the group, right? For the group. Yeah, for the group. Yeah, don't let it go. No, you so, got to put that. Number one T-Box, just say, hey, guys, hate to be an asshole, but we're not doing any gimmies. We're doing no gimmies today. Okay. Right. And I then like it. write it down. You got to make a mental note. I'm going to make a mental note of how many missed. I'm going to call them out. No, you got to hold that out. Let's go. <laughs> okay. I hope you're playing with good guys. Maybe, yeah. uh, I mean, call it out. Say it right off the first them well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna start off as kind of like, okay, we got you, and then by the end, it's see if it lasts. <laughs> well, get a. Uh, I want you guys make sure. I mean, you guys play 
you're both members at your club. So you're playing there pretty consistent. I kind of play all over, but I'm going to play the same course again. I always, I've played this course time and time again. So we'll compare scores. We'll see what happens. Really, I'm looking for, we want to see how many putts, either yourself or the guys you're playing with, you, you call it out, no gimmies, and how many get missed. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it's a mental game. So a guy misses it and he's two foot past. Hey, get back up there, cowboy. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Drop that spot. Are we going to count how many specifically are within the leather that somebody missed? Is that, is that how we're going to like track yeah, this? So what, what, like two to three feet, right? That like we, That we'd normally give as, as a gimme. So let's yeah. say, let's say two feet. If, if someone misses something within two feet, we're, we're, we're tracking it. Is that what yeah. we were saying? Yeah. Okay. Two feet. And if you're, you can, you should not be given a gimme outside of two feet. I mean, yeah, you're having it. I mean, that's pretty generous. Let's, let's like, that's rule number one. No gimme's outside of two feet. Yeah. It's, it's funny. We talk about these feet and everything like that. Right. And you, you, you watch a, a pro tournament and these guys are, you know, draining 10 foot putts. Like it's nothing. Right. Like, oh yeah, I got that. You get to a you get to a, a a three foot putt on an actual course, and you're like, yeah, that's kind of far away. <laughs> it's got it's got some break to it. I'm like, yeah, that's not a gimme. So yeah, you're right. All right, nothing over nothing over two feet would be. You know what? And and I'm gonna tell you, in my group, I'm gonna announce it on the first box. And when we turn 18, if anybody broke the rule, I'm gonna tell them, I'm not signing your card. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're not in tournament play, but I'm gonna just gonna tell them that. Hey, I wouldn't sign that card. That's a, that's an illegitimate card right there. I want you to suffer. <laughs> I want you to oh, suffer. You didn't shoot an 85, buddy. I'm gonna tell them that. Or that's post right. them with the extra amount of strokes they took as gimmies. Actually, post their own scores for them. That'd be good. oh, that that's even better, Trev. I like that. At the end, you got you better you can call that out and tell them now you're gonna post an 89. All right, this is the Golfers and Dads segment where we give you tips for being a better golfer and being a better dad. Um, so for this week's golf tip, Brian, why don't you fill us in on that that drill you have? Yeah, so it's called the A-Swing. Um, it's David Ledbetter. Um, he, has a, he has a book out there. You can get it on Amazon. It's called The A-Swing, The Alternative Approach to Great Golf. I read it um, and it really made a lot of sense to me. It's just about um, you know getting your swing a little bit more efficient. Um, keeping everything compact so you're not um, flailing your arms all over the place. So basically, the basic idea, uh, put two towels in between your armpits um, and just execute the swing. Um, that's the basic idea. There's some more that the book goes into just about you know loading your, your back foot um, and then transferring that weight over your front foot, kind of like coiling it up like a spring um, and then releasing that spring. Uh, but the main idea and the main benefit that I got out of it um, was that simple drill. Of just keeping two towels in between your armpits, keeping everything compact, not letting it get too far away from you. All right. Great. And I've seen something similar with the putter where you put the golf ball in against your wrist in the club. It's kind of similar idea that ah. you don't want to drop the golf ball. I haven't seen that. Yeah. We'll have to go into that one later. And our, our parent tip this week is really for those that are parents of teenagers. Um, and it's how do you respond when you're frustrated with your kid? And it, it's really... The, the key steps when you're working with a teenager, you're going to hit those moments. And so you, you take that deep breath. Uh, the biggest thing is calm your tone. Um, you really want to keep an eye on that because kids are very sensitive to tone. And that actually goes all the way down to a very young age. And remind yourself when you're frustrated, they're probably frustrated too. And so what they need most is the better version of you. So it, it, if you need to take some time or, or walk away. That's what the best thing to do. But 
when you're dealing with a frustrated, you're frustrated with your teenager or even your younger kid, you know, follow those steps and you'll get better outcomes. So, so this, this might be another episode, but, um, you know, the, the guys that are playing money games and they get to the point where they're at like a double bogey, like, ah, I can only take a seven because of my handicap. <laughs> oh yeah. We're going to get into that one. Out of me. But that's another we're, one. But yeah, but it, we're gonna it, get it into kind of ties into this, kind of ties into this whole gimme thing, right? Where it's just like, you know, picking up on a hole. When's it okay? What do you score that? Hey, you know what? That's going to be uh, it for this week. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about our dad game. You just listened for free. Now here's the deal. Go to our website at birdiedads.com and join us. You will get our golf starter's guide and our golf coloring book for kids free right now by signing up. It just takes an email. Thanks for hanging out with us and we'll see you next time.